Hello, welcome to the show. This is our first episode for February. Uh, this February is filled with missions to Mars, and we're going to talk about that on next week's episode. I'm doing a little bit of research, I'm, I'm putting that episode together so that it flows nicely, and we can do that first episode of the month where uh, <laughs> where we go through what to look for in the night sky if you're looking to stargaze, uh, and as well as the first, we're going to talk about all the missions that are going there, so you know when to see those, when to look for those. Uh, and then also we're working on a lot of fun stuff. I've been 3D printing some models, some cool stuff, so I'm working on those things. They're all in the mix. We've got a lot to show you this this uh, this month with all things Mars, and it's also Black History Month, so I want to make sure I do justice to celebrating as many members in NASA of the black community that have been involved uh, and 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 basically since the beginning, crucial, crucial members to every step. So we want to take our time to make sure we do that and do it justice. So SN9, the Starship SN9 test. Oh, it's not the month of Mars. Isn't that happening on Earth? Yes, but the Starship could be a major tool for us getting to Mars. So yes, we will cover that this month. And so we're going to see it in just a second here, but I give my reaction, my first thoughts to seeing the SN9 launch, and we're comparing it to SN8. So enjoy that. As always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Today in Space Pod, uh, Twitter on Today in Space Pod, our Facebook page at Today in Space Podcast, Today in Space on TikTok, and if you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to the video. Hit that bell so that you get a notification and you stay up to date when we have a new episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for requesting this, and enjoy. All right, so this is our Starship SN9 review recap. Uh, basically, uh, we caught a little bit of it. You know, not with SN8, I had a chance to actually watch it live and, and spend time to, to really see it. I had it on my phone. I was, I was doing things, but I could watch it live. Uh, SN9, it was kind of in the background. It happened very quickly. I didn't really catch it. I, I, I have looked at the flight before. I've only watched it once. And what I wanted to do was line both the SN8 and the SN9 flights side to side and watch the difference because it seems there was still another thrust issue that happened. Um, and getting that second engine to light for that maneuver turn. So it seems like the problem of this new landing attempt, this belly flop in technique where the starship actually does this whole new maneuver that we have never done before in aerospace, especially with humans on board. If you look at the history of the Falcon 9, they took a really long time and a lot of failures before the Falcon 9 became this reusable monster that it is today in, in getting things to orbit, right? So I wanted to see these back-to-back -back and see if we could notice any differences. I'm really looking for the belly flop maneuver at the end, but I'm interested just to see if anything pops up while I'm watching this with you guys here side to side. Um, I'm going to set them up for 16 seconds. And what I want to do is have the audio from the SN9. Oh, no, that's the SN8 flight. I want to have the audio from the SN9 flight in the background uh, just just so we can hear the, the rocket firing itself. So this is this is the actual SpaceX footage. Obviously, there's a lot of people who've been doing some great work, like the NASA spaceflight team caught an amazing view of it. Obviously, the everyday astronaut is out there doing his thing. So there's a lot of people looking at this, and, and the countless other photographers and, and people in Texas watching this happen and developing. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So I, I've got to reline this again because I already went past... 
the time that I thought I was going to say, because uh, if you couldn't, it's surprising to say that I rambled. So we're going to line this up and we're going to, we're going to start here in just a second. Whew. Okay. I'm, I'm already getting excited. And the other thing obviously is, is SN10 standing right next to SN9 and it's going to be really interesting to see. Doesn't seem like it got damaged after this test, but all right, they're off a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, there was a hold at 13 seconds. All right. All right, those look pretty good. Here we go. Three, two, one. SN9, SN9 on the right there. Okay, so we have a sense. All three Raptor engines firing. And it's pretty, I mean, the views down in Boca Chica have been amazing. I mean, just, just seeing all the pictures, especially at sunset when it literally looks orange, like like the sun, uh, like like Mars would be, right? The the red planet. It's wild to think that if they get this right, this is the place where they develop this technology. Um, so let's check this out. Wow, this is pretty cool looking at them side to side. All right. So both of these test flights were 10,000 plus kilometers, right? High altitude flight tests. I think 12 and a half was the uh, was the altitude they were reaching before. All right, so we had some video issues apparently on the SN9 footage as it was going up. Some of the cams down down the uh, Starship body. Okay, everything looks to have lined up now. I can't tell if it's just the angle of the rocket. I think I think the fins are are deployed the same way. This part takes a while. This this ascent is th this ascent takes a while because they're trying to get to the top of the parabolic arc, right? Of like if you're throwing something up, you're up oh, that that first engine just cut off. You're going to slowly lower the thrust so that you just end up floating at the top so you have that kind of controlled return back. That's the best thing about both of these launches, right? Both about SN8 and SN9 is that they were able to find a landing spot accurately both times. That's very, very important. That's a big... That shows you just a big con amount of control that they have with this. It's refiring those engines when the starship is coming in for that belly flop how does that liquid how does that fuel transfer when you're adding a force to the flow of the fuel i mean th this is just a hypothesis i'm throwing out there i don't work there I, I haven't seen the physics behind it but from what i understand that seems to be the major struggle here and there may be other things that that i don't understand either especially with just a pressurized with a pressurized vessel but I, I think once they're able to figure out that that flow issue to make sure that that second engine refires on time, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see a big difference. So this part takes a little bit, getting up to orbit. The second engine takes a lot longer to cut off. But I mean, you're looking at the video, and it's like, yeah, they're just they're just floating there. This is just everything looks 
identical so far from SN8 to SN9. And again, this is just this this is this is just wild. Uh, like I've never seen this before and I I've got chills. Like I have I have so much adrenaline going right now. My heart is racing. As far as being an engineer, like this is an engineer's dream, folks. Like if you're not an engineer, like doing making brand new things and actually getting to test them especially in space flight like that is that is your dream that's that's what <laughs> that's what my professor sold me on for that cubesite <laughs> project i did for, for my senior year we thought we were going to launch it um but yeah engineers want to solve new problems and this is a new problem here we go here's the maneuver all right Okay, so the maneuver happened earlier with SN9, and it looks like it did the maneuver quicker as well. Yeah, okay, so the belly flop, the, the initial belly flop maneuver took much longer with SN8. How much that has to do with this, this last burn, I don't know, because uh, theoretically... SN9, if it moved quicker, it should have had more time working with the atmosphere and ideally would have slowed itself down enough. Because if, if you did see this landing, it looked like SN, SN9 almost hit harder. And that could just be that I'm inferring from what I saw. I don't know the speed when that thing hit the ground and blew up. But with SN8, they were actually able to get the bottom of the rocket to get closer to the bottom. And then it exploded. But uh, let's see. Just this skydiving routine. I think it's beautiful. There's a lot of people that think it's terrifying. And and yeah, they've got a... Oh, wow, this, this view from the pad is crazy. Looking straight up at Starship. Oh, my God. That's a crazy view. Whew. That is a, that is a big rock. Okay, it is crazy. I'm, <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's also crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That second rocket didn't even fire on time. Okay, that's, that's, that's it. So, okay, so SN8 had a much slower and probably much, wow, okay. So the difference, you got about 6 minutes and 26 seconds for SN9 for the entire flight and 6 minutes and 42 seconds for SN8. So just off that... Um, it seemed they were able to control SN8's descent a little longer. But uh, the only difference we're really seeing here is that it looks like SN8's engine relit sooner. All right, let me go back and watch that. All right, so what I'm looking for in SN8 here is just to see if we see more action from that second engine because... When that was coming in, I mean, they barely were able to use the second engine for SN9. And so you see it turn and then it like stalls and gets stuck when it just needs to move a little bit more. Um, and I, that is because that engine never fired it. It moved in the right position to give itself that vector to move the rocket, but it didn't do anything. It wasn't throwing any mass. So I want to see if, if we've... And this, again, this is just you know quarterbacking from the from the the computer here so spacex will be able to tell us a lot more but let's see 
what we can see just by observing. Because at the end of the day, sometimes that's, that's all you actually have is the opportunity to observe. You don't get all the answers you're looking for. Um, and that's what we have to do when we live up in New England. And this is happening in Texas during a pandemic. All right. So both engines fire. Oh, yeah. They had way more control. And then it cuts out. Ah. Okay. So our quick analysis is by looking at both SN8 and SN9, we just had more second engine action with SN8 than we did with SN9. And the view of that belly flop is clear. Now, it does look like SpaceX didn't go, didn't advance as much as they would have liked to from this test. Obviously, they wanted to land this. They had this whole campaign set up where if they were able to land SN9 and SN10, they would then use them to test an orbital uh, refueling and, and actually show that. And so that looks like that's a little bit further, at least another mission or so later. Who knows what they had planned with the the other starships they're making right now, but they're they're gonna probably be hitting the books and relooking their relooking at their plan because not only did they lose a starship, they lost three Raptor engines, and they're they they're just making those things. And as Elon Musk was saying on one of his inter, uh, his interview with the Mars Society, that is the biggest cost they have. You know, starship whatever. If they gotta if they've gotta get more stainless steel, they'll get more stainless steel, but building those engines they need to be able to save those engines and so that makes you you know that just shows you that for like the falcon 9 the reason they're so successful and and really the value is so big for not only them but their customers and why they're probably making so much money on every launch is because they're able to use those engines again they don't have to rebuild an entire engine so that's the name of the game here i I'll definitely we'll definitely look at this more but this is as far as the month of Mars and as far as you know uh, us talking about where where we've been with Mars and where we're going with Mars this this development happening right here is setting the next stage whether it's Starship that does this or if they somehow aren't able to get to succeed which I do believe they will but if they're not able to this is setting the ground for the group of scientists and engineers and brilliant minds that get together to make human spaceflight possible on, on on another planet so i really think this is exciting stuff i know for some people seeing two explosions in a row probably looks like the end to them but look so many things fail before they're ever successful and spacex has their last thing they developed which was the falcon 9 is is repeatably successful and their record shows it they, they've done it so uh their momentum is that they'll figure it out this problem is just stacking up to be a lot harder than we ever really thought so that is my sn9 review a little worse than sn8 as far as control and even the overall mission if it's quicker my assumption here is that they had a lot more velocity to deal with and losing that engine obviously didn't help. It's also interesting, too, because if you think of the fluid shift, and I'm just guessing here, and so if you are a fluid, fluid dynamicist or, or um, a physicist or someone that knows, hit me up. Let me know what you think. But my first thought here is in SN8, 
the belly flop maneuver happened much more gradually, which the fluids inside may have settled in a position where the flow to that engine could have been much easier if that is indeed what's causing the problem. If the fluid shift from this maneuver from going up to sideways to swinging the bottom down and creating a force pushing down like a like a pendulum the the fluid towards the bottom if SN9 pushed that fluid far uh, or or in a position that was more difficult to control on the way back that could be the 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 underlying basics basic physics problem that they're dealing with i don't know if that's really what it is but that's what i get from my first guess those are my thoughts for SN9 Thank you guys for requesting this. I love doing this stuff, so thank you very much. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Spread love, spread science. Have a good one.